I'm Janet. And I'm Amber. And this is Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. We sit down and chat about what's happening in The Bachelor, our lives, entertainment, and so much more. Over a glass of wine, a bottle of wine, sometimes even a couple bottles of wine. Thank you so much for joining us. Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. Join in on Facebook at facebook.com slash two girls and a bottle of wine. Don't miss us. <laughs> Hi guys, this is Janet, and this is a very special Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine episode because I sit down with my girlfriend that I've known since kindergarten, and we talk about our recent trip to Cheyenne Frontier Days, her visit to Colorado, and so much more over a couple bottles of wine. So it is a journey, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Here you go. Hello, I'm Janet. And I'm Monica. And we are Two Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Monica Matthews is here on my podcast. Now, this is an abnormal podcast. We're not going to talk about Bachelor. We're not going to talk about Big Brother. Well, we might talk about it, but it's not going to be the focus of our podcast. Um, Monica and I have known each other since kindergarten. Um, So, I met Monica on the playground in kindergarten when she asked me to push her she had this was it a fake fur coat yeah it was a fake fur like leopard print yes. leopard print coat and so she asked me to push her on the swings and then i think it was that same day i was like hey you're on my bus hey you live right down the road from me and we kind then, of shared backyards but it was through this weird tree situation right it was like woodsy but not really a forest it was just like grown up in Missouri, things grow up. <laughs> they do. Like, it rains a lot. The humidity helps things flourish. And now that I've moved to Colorado, I see that that's not the case everywhere. <laughs> I live in California, so for me, I constantly tell people, oh, we don't know what droughts are in Missouri. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. They know what too much rain is all the time. Um, so I told Monica that we, um, we should podcast. You asked, you're like, can I podcast? And I was like, yes. I just think our stories are really fun. Like, I think when we're sitting around talking, which we do a lot, us. Yes. (laughs) So other people would love us. Mm Mm-hmm. So Monica came to Colorado in 2019 this week because Miranda Lambert performed at the Cheyenne Frontier Days, and um, I bought my ticket, and we have kind of reconnected over the last almost year through the Marco Polo app. Not sponsored, but Marco Polo. I'm going to tag you in this podcast because you should sponsor our podcast. Seriously, one of my friends told me about it, and Janet was coming out to visit me for Thanksgiving last year. And I thought, Hey, let's, you know, introduce her to this app. And it has significantly improved my life because I get to talk to Janet every day now, every day. And it's not, it's one of those apps where you don't, it's not calling real time. Both of us don't have to be available. It's not texting because it's a video that you are just talking. I'm talking to Monica when I'm talking to the Marco Polo app. I hit record or hit start and I'm like, I'll be responding to your recent Marco Polo or I'm going to be like, oh, Monica, the day that I had. Well, I think what's (sighs) so important about that is we're so used to, you know, emailing or texting at this point. And when we have people who live far away that we don't get to see, we forget facial expressions. Mm -hmm. We forget mannerisms and things but there's so much that you miss um and i'm glad we have all these other mechanisms too but with marco polo i get to see like 
when Janet rolls her eyes at something or when she has a facial expression, she gets to see when I'm kidding about something without us explaining. I'm horrible. Like people get offended at my text and I'll be like, oh crap, that was a joke. I should have put an LOL. There should have been an emoji, but I'm too busy. Oh my God. Yeah. So I just, I think Marco Polo has really, it's really helped our friendship. Now we were never totally disconnected, but it was just one of those things where somebody lives far away. You don't see each other a ton. You text, you email once in a while, you call each other. But I didn't know what was happening in your day-to-day life. And now I'm like, I'm up to date with your dating life, which I love because you're single and mingling. I'm up to date with your work life. Like I knew that you had a cool job in San Francisco, but I really didn't know what the heck it meant. And I, I just love hearing you talk about that because it's like insight into your life. Well, no, and same thing. And every time we would talk, there would be a catch up, right? There would be a, oh, this is where I am now. Right. This is what I'm doing now. And these are my friends now. And now there's no catch up. It right. just Constant. is. It's wonderful. And the other thing that's really beautiful is, so we reconnected um, because of Marco Polo, but also when Janet came to, to San Francisco for Thanksgiving, because we got some time alone like, mm-hmm. without any other activities that we had to do or anything. It was just us just hanging out. And it's really interesting at our age, which I'm sure going to be 38 tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Going to be 38. Another reason Monica's in town. Emotional support because my husband has a job where he has to travel. And she is here to support me emotionally as I transition into 38. <laughs> we, are, we are entering. We are approaching the almost 40 stage. Shut up. And so since we're doing that, what's, what's really great is we all, you know, we all kind of roll in and out of friendships and in and out of jobs and phases and people in our lives that matter. But you always kind of wonder how much you've changed. Like you feel like you've changed. You feel like things have happened, but you never really know for sure. Or you think you're going through some kind of growth and maybe people around you are seeing it. And then I reconnect with Janet and Janet's like, this is just who you are. You've always been right. this way. I've seen evolution and I'm sure you've seen evolution in me, yeah. but we know our foundation. Like you are one of the only people in my life that know my foundation. I don't think my parents even understand my foundation. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's do really. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know why I do some things at 38 because of things that happened to me at 14. Yeah. And, and absolute same. So when I'm talking to Janet about something that I might be going through, or dealing with, or I'm talking about something I really enjoy happening. She knows how important or not important that is just based on whether that was important to me 30 years ago when we were right. friends. It's so, this is crazy. Like It's awesome. It's I, I feel very blessed. Me too. Yes. We may have had a lot of, um, uh, not to be super cliche, but hashtag blessed moments yes. over the past few days. <laughs> yes. Yes. Very um, lucky girls. Very, very lucky. So there's so many ways that we could take this podcast. And I know you were like, well, do you plan it? And I kind of do. But then like with us, there's so many different branches to our tree where it's like, do we talk about remember the James River days that <laughs> so I have to talk about this because it, it led to one of my first serious relationships. Yeah. So I was hardcore Southern Baptist, went to First Baptist Church of Ozark, Missouri, and Monica started going to the James River Assembly of God, which two different worlds you have Southern Baptist and Pentecostal. And, and to be fair, I think to people outside of that area, they're actually, especially in California, when I talk to people, they think it's all the same thing. It's it feels not. very much the same to them, though, because because they they have um, there's a lot of 
other denominations that come into play. Whereas back home, those were the only two. So they were kind of pitted against each other in a way. Oh, definitely. Um, My first Baptist family were like, you're going to the the Assembly of God Church. Yeah. And, and, and it's like out here, people are just like, oh, you were evangelical. Like all of you were evangelical. All of you believe that you have to get saved or born but again. But in the Bible Belt, it's very much segregated yes. amongst <laughs> the Bibles. Every church has a different version of the same Bible that they choose. That's true. So you started going to the James River Assembly of God Church. You and our friend Jessica. Yeah. Which, for context, this was one of those mega churches. It was one of those churches that even back then it was like it was small and went boom. Yeah. It was it was really small and then it got big. Um, But it's one of those churches that they I I think there's now a TV show. I'm not sure. But it's it's a it's one of those churches where there had to be multiple sermons in the morning, and mm-hmm. each sermon had thousands of people, and so it's one of those giant giant churches. It's like a Billy Graham type church. Yeah, um, and I think that's where we really like reconnected in our youth. Like we connected when we were young, and then we kind of have our own different friend groups, and then I don't even know how that happened. Like we were hanging out. Oh, you got internet. Is that why? Is that why? So when I was when I was sixteen, we were so we both grew up. So it was before we were sixteen. So it wouldn't have been the internet. Oh yeah. So I got the internet at sixteen. Yeah. Which we should come back to. Yeah. So um, we went to this church and we met boys because that's what you do when you're like fourteen. You meet boys, and I met a boy, but he wasn't the right boy. So I started dating his friend boy. And dated him for almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. You went to prom with him. I went to his senior prom. I remember I fancied myself uh, an amateur photographer at the time. And I had a nice camera that um, I had. Oh, I mean, nice. Nice for me. Um, before digital. So we actually had to expose Develop. film. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I did a photo shoot with them because I thought they were really cute together. Do so. you still have those? I'm sure they're somewhere. I remember your hair from those pictures, so I'm sure I have a couple of them oh, digitally the scanned. I, I had the poof in the front. Mm-hmm. Or the, or the, you also sometimes, yeah, the barrette with the poof. Yeah, with uh, like a, a little Elvis poof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little pompadour. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so then we we breezed through that part of life. That relationship ended, and then we started. You got internet. That's when you got internet. Yeah, so, so Janet <laughs> and I both grew up. I thought we were pretty middle class until I got to college no, and we realized that we were very, very much lower class. Um, I had a computer that had, like, DOS. Yeah. And we, we did, too. I could type papers and print them if we had ink. Yeah. And, I mean, we, we got that when I was a little bit younger just because my dad switched careers partway through. So he was mm-hmm. a hard laborer. And then he went back to get his associate's degree in business to help start the company he did with his family or with his best friend. So we ended up having those computers with the printer rolls that had the um, the paper on the side that you had to tie in so that it would roll properly. Yeah. Um, so we had that. But when I was 16 for my birthday, my mom. Hardest she, working woman I knew. She scraped so hard and she went to Sears and on credit, she bought me a... I don't know whatever the crappiest desktop computer was at the time, but what you could get at but Sears. You had one in your room. And then we got AOL. And I don't know how many A-O-L. of you guys remember those CDs that they sent you yes. in the mail. We did that. And so, and it was on my own personal phone line. So I had gotten a personal phone line 
at the same time, I think. I think I do remember that. But we never called that number because it was always online. We would always call your home number. Yeah. So (laughs) we got the personal phone line specifically for Mm -hmm. the internet. Um, And then I did, you know, I could always disconnect it and use it too. Um, But yeah, so we, so the thing about the internet at that time was we didn't have this broad wide world of everything. There was no Facebook or Friendster or MySpace or anything like that. No. So I was on AOL and I had a profile and I would go into chat rooms and you would use that, that chat. Yes. Age, sex, location. Age, sex, location. Age, sex, location. Oh my gosh. And I often lied. (laughs) <laughs> and Monica, like, if you were wanting to email me today, it would be pinkbarb27 at Yahoo. I was sweet Monica Delilah. created pinkbarb27. You still you, have it. Yes. It's not an AOL. Well, you, it's not AOL. Yeah. But you were like, Jan, I don't even know why you blessed me with one of you. Because you only had three spots. And you gave me a spot. And you were like, here, I created this for you. It's pinkbarb27. And I was like cool and i have held this i'm going to be 38 i'm not 27 but i've had this since i tell everyone since i was 16 but it was before that because we weren't driving i wasn't driving i would walk to your house yeah i had just turned 16 so yeah. it was the march of that year so there were a good three or four months before yeah. you were um not that you would drive to my house anyway i'm pretty sure i did Maybe after later. i got after i got my license <laughs> I literally drove. guys we're talking about <laughs> Two half blocks. Yes. Not even a full block. <laughs> Not even a it full was block. like two quarter blocks. It was maybe a half block. Um, and I would drive to your house and be like, Hi, can I get on a will? And I was just so excited <laughs> to have her there. It was developing our friendship and I was excited to be able to show people. And I was nice it was nice to get out of my house. Like I I I'm still to this day, I'm not gonna just like, hey, can I come over? Because I figure people are busy doing things and I've always been like that and you were like here it was like an invitation yeah always come to my house come sit in my room and let's chat with strangers well because before the the, our pastime before this and a little bit during this was we would just sit in Janet's bedroom staring at each other and talking yeah and we'd listen to music Okay. We'd look at those old country magazines or whatever. I remember some Which singing. I have. <laughs> I remember some singing of Reba McIntyre's Fancy in the mirror, for yeah. sure. Um, and we would just do that. And we would just, like, lay on the floor. Yeah. And just do that. And so... Do you remember the mask, the tape I had on my floor? Yeah, but why was it there? I don't remember why it was there. I thought it would help me with my balance, because I have short toes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I had what my bedroom at my old house was the mat it was like the living room like the entry room when my parents bought the house but they blocked it off created a third bedroom in this old ass house and it became how i got the big ass bedroom makes no sense it was like lower right it was like a yes there were steps down from what became the living room it's very cool and our bathroom mirror had cracked so they went to go remove it and i was like is there any way you could just cut the crack part off and i could put that in my room so i (laughs) The mirror and glass guy from across the street was like, yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah. So he he did that. And then I would like, I put this, it was, it wasn't even like duct tape. It was the white tape. The, what is that tape called? Masking tape. Is it masking mm-hmm. tape? I put a line and I have short toes and I've always had balance problems. So I would like use it as a balance beam where you can't fall. I do remember <laughs> this now. Which was so weird to me because I was by the time, so for those who haven't seen any pictures or know this, right. I am 6'4", which, yes, really, I mean that. And um, I'm 5'8". I always thought 5'8 was, like, normal life until <laughs> Monica left my life, and I was like, oh, I'm relatively tall for women. 
But so I had really big feet. And so I remember just being able to like cross it because I was already this height at like age 12. Yeah. So just be able to cross it. And, and just as a juxtaposition, I have really long toes so much you so do. that I can peel a banana oh my with God. my feet. So I did not know you thought you had short toes. Oh, you should. I'll show you my toes after this. I have short toes. Also, we were discussing earlier. <laughs> I, may, I may have realized that. Um, so I used to terrorize Janet. Oh, she was kind there, of a bully. There were lots of. I mean, it was a fun bully. Like, I loved her, but I was. I didn't realize it until later in life. Like, I was actually kind of a bully. She threw a rock at my face. <laughs> okay, I wasn't going to go there, guys. <laughs> that was before the internet. <laughs> I did once throw... I was throwing rocks at her, and I I was looking at a book, I think. I don't didn't know. I have a book in front of my face, and then I moved it, and the rock hit my face? Yeah, I wasn't trying to hit your face. I yeah, was you chipped my front tooth. And her tooth was chipped for years, right? But, like, I don't know if it's, like, erosion. It's flat. Nothing ever happened. Oh, you never fixed it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they look beautiful. So no, I have my dad's tooth. It it, it sticks forward. Okay. Well, it's okay. There's no chips. So there's no evidence of this ever happening. So it's just in our memory. But the other thing I used to do was Janet hated feet, and I knew it. And I, I like, I you know my feet are and then they're just part of my life. Like I walk around barefoot all the time. Like. I do too, I but sit. I don't look at them. I don't play with them. I don't touch things with them. So I would frequently just put my feet in her face or just touch her, like even just touching her leg with my toe. And I've would I've drive adjusted. her crazy. I've gotten better. <laughs> I still don't love pedicures. I get like one a year just to make sure like the dead skin is gone. So today we were in the car and I was um I was trying I was trying to get comfortable. And, and it was a Mini uh, Cooper. In the Mini Cooper. Not a big we were, car we for a 6'4 woman. <laughs> we were kind of a long drive, and so I, I put my foot over my leg, and it gets close to her. And I'm, like, realizing, oh, I'm in her car. Maybe this isn't okay with her because we don't hang out, you know? I don't I don't know what is or isn't okay. I'm 38. Kids <laughs> are much more chill. <laughs> and she's like, no, as long as you don't. Don't touch me. Don't touch me with your feet. And I instantly, instantly Wanted thought, to- I just want to reach over and touch her face with my toe right now. <laughs> I was driving her ass. She would have died. We would have both died. It would have been like a spider in my face. A snake in my face. But I think the maturity that we show here is A, you were okay with my foot being where it was, and B, I restrained myself. (laughs) So this is what being 38 means, is that we we imagine terrorizing each other, and then we don't do it. It's going to be the title of the podcast. What? 38 means with oh. Monica Matthews and Janet Blair. Oh, McGrew. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I don't ever call her by. We're talking about you when you were Janet Blair. I can't help it. Right. So, um, let's let's go forward just a little bit. Hmm. To college. No. Before oh. college, we used to hang out at Silver Dollar City in Branson, Missouri. <laughs> That All was like our hangout. The time. I was madly in love with this. Well, we were both like had crazy crushes on different people, but I was madly in love with Larry the Mortician. Oh, that's right. He was Is seven. he still there? I don't know if he's still there, but he was when I worked there. So okay. I ended up working there after college for a little bit. Um, he was still there. I worked at the sister site Whitewater just to be close enough. <laughs> but then she got to be a lifeguard and like have cool people around her. But I worked in a cave. One time, my crush came into the water park, and I was like, butterflies. We went to, we would stay there all day. We had the season passes. And we'd ride the rides. It's okay. If you don't know what Silver Dollar City is, it's like a miniature Disney World, but with like a 1800s theme. 
So they have like blacksmith. They have pork rinds that are freshly made from pork skin. They're giant turkey legs, which Janet really loves. I hate I hate turkey legs. I really thought I liked them until a couple years ago, and I I like bought one and I ate it and I thought it was gonna die. I was like, this is so greasy, <laughs> so disgusting. Never ever will I allow myself to have a turkey leg. And so. This weekend, I don't know why I was triggered. I was like, no, turkey legs. We were deciding where we would eat at Cheyenne Frontier Days. And she knows that that's an option. And so she just got very defensive (laughs) right up front. And I didn't know this. And so now, you know, I have to offer her turkey whenever I see it. No, I like turkey, just not turkey legs. Um, So we used to go to Silver Dollar City, ride the rides all day. And then we'd wait in line for the Echo Hollow show, which was the same damn show every freaking night i still have pictures we'll have to go through my old scrapbooks we're gonna have some fun later oh so much fun um and initially like i remember the very first time i saw the echo hollow show it was with grandma and it was the geos gac country countdown and out comes this guy singing achy breaky heart which if you've ever listened to a janet or steve and janet podcast I had a love for Billy Ray Cyrus. So this guy pops out. He starts singing Achy Breaky Heart. His name, William Earl. Oh, my God. William Earl was a very attractive man. He he was like a young Elvis. Yeah, very much so. And his voice. Um, Smooth as butter. He actually was on one of the singing. He was in the auditions for one of the singing shows, right? Like I think, The Voice. I think it was The Voice. Yeah, and the my understanding is the reason they didn't put him on was something about... He, they didn't, they, the whole point of the show is to watch people improve. And he had no way to improve. Yeah, he was just that. He was incredible. Um, so I fell in love with the alcohol show. And then I recruited you guys. We all got season passes. And we would go there. But at that point, they had changed the show. It was William Earl with Chosen Few and Pure Heart. With yeah. Jamie Hagee as the comedian. And, oh, what was the, the host's name? You know who I'm talking about a million times. We saw it a million times. Okay. I can't. You don't know it either, so don't give me that judgy look. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm mad at myself. <laughs> so we'd, we'd run to try and get as close as possible, but I never wanted to be center, center row, except that one time. And we got center row. Because they would always time. pick. They would always pick a girl. Did you ever get picked? No, I was there to get you picked. But... You never got picked. No. Okay. I, I got think picked. because he knew we were together. So, like, he wasn't going to pick both of us. Right. So, I got picked. And they would bring the picked girl up on stage. And William Earl would sing. And then Chosen Few would sing. And it was a great day. Nobody got a picture. No, we didn't. So we, we didn't did, have cameras back we, then. If we had any kind of camera, it would have been one but of those disposable I remember cameras. It. And those weren't cheap. I remember it. I remember it so hard. I wish you could see that. Uh, William Earl sang to me and then Chosen Few sang to me. And, and here, here, here's the deal is it's not just him singing to her, right? He pulls her up on stage and he gets down on one knee like he's going to propose to her. And then I sit on his knee and he starts singing. Hello, darling. Oh, my gosh. And with his voice. And she was already a little in love with him. You can so. find him on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You William can totally see him doing yeah. this. And then um, Chosen Few came out and sang something. I don't remember what. But at that time, I didn't care who Chosen Few was. I was like, I love William Earl. Well, then walks in our friend Allison, who ends up being the niece of the comedian on the show, Jamie Hagee. And I was like, what? You want to hang out with us at Silver City? She's like, yeah, my, my 
um, uncle is in the show. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I was like, cool, yeah, you can hang out with us. And I would go there with just her. There were times yeah. where you weren't involved. Oh, yeah. Cause, so now there's an insider track, right? Right. And I, this whole time that we're doing this on the side, I'm trying to get Larry the mortician to notice me. But Andy the firefighter is noticing you. I don't remember. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I totally didn't remember Andy the firefighter until you now. You do now. <laughs> I might need some more reminders later. <laughs> so, Andy the firefighter, what did he do there? I don't even remember, but he was something there. I'm drawing a total blank. I remember him, and I remember he and Allison. He was interested in Allison. He was interested in me. He was interested in you. He just wanted someone to love him. I remember him telling us. So I didn't remember this as Andy the firefighter until he got us like he was the one that got us like back. Yeah. Around things. And I was like, oh, we're going to get in trouble. He took us oh my through God. all these security checkpoints. But I remember him telling me that in Branson, like 99% of their calls with the fire department people. were people having cardiac arrest. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's Branson. And we would go on the strip with Andy after the show. Yes. I when do William Earl did not pay attention to us, we would go hang out with him. And it felt cool because we were still high school kids. Well, and also it gave me... So I'm trying to hit on Larry the Mortician, who... Is very cute, and we talk a lot, but he's also realizing... And how know, tall was 16, he again? Seven feet tall, and I yeah. was 6'4". So this man, to me, was a god. And he, he was, was goals. He was also very good-looking. He was. And he was really nice to me, but he was very clear, like, you're 16. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I do remember there, that. There was, there was definitely an age gap that wasn't a comfortable age gap, so I had a crush, and he was very respectable about it all. Um, but... So, so yeah, so this whole time we're going through the back door. Mm -hmm. I'm all excited because we're getting through the back door at Silver Dollar City. I know. <laughs> Which is so silly now. We're both like, we're muffling our laughter. So then, like, back to internet land, I connected with William Earl and I connected with one of the guys from Chosen Pew, Casey Allison. That's how that started. Yeah. Yeah. I still remember his AOL screen name. Um, and we would chat and one time I was at your house. I don't even know if you were there. No, there were plenty of times that Janet came over. So yeah. my mom just <laughs> loved to be the mom to everybody. And, and she was. And so Janet I just loved her. Janet could come over whenever she wanted. Cause I was yeah. up in a basketball practice. So I would like talk to the William Earl and he would talk about reupholstering things. <laughs> and, then, and it made sense at the time, but not before that. Um, and then I would talk to this other guy from Chosen Few, and, like, all of a sudden, I remember being on IM, and he was like, hey, um, my brother and I are going on a boat today. Do you want to join us? And I was like... I was so jealous. I was like, yeah, yes, I do. And so, like, I went home, and I was like, mom, and I was a 16 at this point, because I could drive. I was like, mom, dad, I'm going on a boat with Chosen Few. And they were like, oh, gospel singing group. Cool. Check. <laughs> Oh, what the parents don't know. I didn't drink that night because I, I hadn't drank. I didn't drink until I was 17. Um, I didn't fornicate that night, but <laughs> there were things like that little Janet was like, oh, cute boy. He sang to me. You cliffed off. Was that not then? No, he did. He cliffed off. Oh, did I? Wait, I think I did. I think I jumped in. It was not graceful. I was jealous, though. It was not I was like, I want to cliff dive. I didn't care about the boy situation. So the boy made me he was like here just follow me and i was like okay 
And at the time, I was not a risk taker. Now I'm. A, I love the like the zip lines. I'm not going to skydive. I'm not going to bungee jump. Free falling is not my jam. Um, but I like to know I'm secure. And I I did. You're right. I remember because I went bam with my hands <laughs> on the water. I didn't like like do the bullet shape. I did the smack my hands in the water. It hurt like hell. At least you didn't belly, and belly flop. I had a one piece because that's what Southern Baptists yeah. own. Um, Especially when you're going to on a boat tr- with a gospel group. Yes. He tried to teach me to back dive. So hands were on the back. Boys had never been on my back. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, my Lanta. (laughs) It's like that thing where, you know, you always imagine the man who comes up behind you to teach you how to, like, do a tennis racket or do a pool pool cue or something. It's that (laughs) moment. Awkward AF. Super awkward way. Um, and then after um, his brother went away, um, we went and we hung out and he, he tried to make the moves. But at the time I was like, stranger danger. And I was like, thanks for the day. Bye. <laughs> it was so weird. It was so weird. But that turned into us going to their show. Like with Porter Wagner. Oh, my gosh. You've yes. seen Porter Wagner live. Yes. We were front row. Andy is the reason we left early. Why would we leave for Andy? What was wrong with us? He made, I think he tempted us into thinking there was something happening. We always thought maybe we'd get to hang out with people afterwards. Yeah. So we got to see a lot of Porter Wagner. Like, we were front row Porter Wagner. I tell Steve this all the time. I'm like, I've seen Porter Wagner live. Have you? Oh, no. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had pictures, but... Didn't even own a cell phone back then. Did he do a whole summer? No, he just did a couple of just stops. One just night. one night. It was one night in Echo Hollow. Yeah. So that was a lot of Silver Dollar City talk. I'm sorry. We had a lot of fun at Silver Dollar City. We're, we're reminiscing. We're enjoying this. We're, we're not always, like, I don't remember. We are drinking. She remembers I, I have to versa. say, we are drinking. I mean, we're not drinking wine, but two girls in alcohol. That works. Yeah. So then we fast forward to college. We kind of separated during college a bit. We until I you St- invited me to watch you for some concert. <laughs> so I went to St. Louis, and and Janet went Washington to Washington University um, in St. Louis. And I and Janet went to college at the Ozarks, and so we were really separated. And I played basketball and worked, and she worked. She played time. Division Two basketball. Division Three. Division Three. Oh crap! I always tell people Division Two. Well, Division two, so Division Three because nobody cares about it. But we did win four national championships. In yes. Monica's like pretty amazing. At 6'4", she can do things. Um, I was, Where I was, are those rings currently? Let's be clear. I was a bench warmer. Do you have a, like a safety deposit? You don't have to do that. I, <laughs> I, Transparency um, doesn't have to be 100%. I, <laughs> do you have a safety deposit box? So I'm going to be honest. I do have one of the rings still. But a few years ago, I lost the second one. So um, I went and I talked to my coach. And she said, all you have to do is you have to call this company and they'll get you a new one. And literally all I need to do is make the phone call and they'll validate with like the athletic director that I, that I have it. And I just need to do it. I will make you do that tomorrow. Okay. Let's do it tomorrow. It'll be Saturday. Are they not open on Saturday? Well, the athletic director's office won't be, but the company, Justin's will be, Justin's will be. So I just need to, to tell them what I need so that they can remake it and they'll remake it because it does. It has my name on it. And my number, and it has the fact that we had 81 wins. Where do you store these rings? So I have... A safety deposit box. I have things in my home. So oh. I have a... So because <laughs> I live in an area that is prone to she earthquakes... She lives in San Francisco, where there's earthquakes... And wildfires. We don't get wildfires in the city, though. And crime. Well, yeah, that I don't think that's going to happen. But 
nobody cares about this little, it's not an expensive ring. It's just what they gave us. Is it made of gold? Yeah, but they're, they're are there diamonds? Like one or two little tiny. Okay. Seriously, they're money. not, they're not, no. For the broke people. They're, they're little, they're not, it's, it's actually not a significant piece of jewelry, but it's a very sentimental piece of jewelry. Yes. So what I have in my house, because I live where I am, you can't grab everything, right? You really need like one little I have box. a Target box. It's $30. It's fireproof. You grab it. So you should I, get one. I have a little box. It's not fireproof because I'm grabbing it where I go. I don't need it to be fireproof. But it's but, a good, it's got a handle on it. Yeah, but it's ugly and then I have to store it somewhere. And the Under ones your bed. Are cute. Under your bed. I don't know. Bed. So I live in a shoe box. Let's just be clear. So I don't have a lot of room. But I'll so, show you where mine is. I, it's under my bed. <laughs> so I have a little box that is my go-to. So if something happens, I grab my glasses, my caps, and this box. Yes. And that's what I grab. And so it's in that box. Okay. So I just need to get Where the new one replaced. So, so we separated College. and then, um, <laughs> but we still hung out. Like every summer we hung out. I would come home for the summers. It's all very fuzzy and to hang me. out. Yeah. Janet I had fun. I drank a lot. Janet <laughs> had a lot more fun in the beginning of college than I did. And I went to a, a conservative Christian college. I know. And I went to... They what? won't take my diploma away. It's right there. <laughs> I already have it. College of the Bachelor of Arts degree. How did I get a Bachelor of Arts? I don't know. I'm not artistic at all. I have a Bachelor of Arts, too. But I studied neuroscience. It's same, same. Yeah. Um... So, we... we I, the first two summers, I came home and I lived at home. And we hung out all those summers. And then... Junior, the next two summers, I actually stayed in St. Louis, and for Janet's 18th birthday. Was that the occasion? I think so. It was a birthday present. I don't know which birthday, but it was a birthday present. Oh, Brittany. Not 18th. Not 18th. It was your 21st birthday. Yeah, Brittany. So I, so Brittany Spears came to Shoreline. (gasps) Or not Shoreline. It's the equivalent of Shoreline. It's whatever it is in St. Louis, that big one riverfront i don't know i don't even know anything you say will up I'll by the airport okay. but like a big audit like a big amphitheater situation yeah. where you so we weren't lawn. super close where you're like hey i don't even remember how we were communicating back then we I, didn't have cell phones i felt like we were still super close we probably we had emailed. AOL. we had email and i would go down to our community computer in the dorm and like log into aol from time to time we actually also wrote letters and i have Did multiple we? letters from you so because sorry. janet no i love it because janet has this like big handwriting that is on everything. And every time I see something from her, it makes me tear up just a little bit Aww. because I remember, and it was almost always in purple pen, sometimes pink. Okay. But yeah, it's probably before legally blonde. So I didn't brain myself, <laughs> but I have, I have letters. Transparency. Um, so, so we did communicate quite a bit. I, I, I it's interesting hearing that you didn't think we were as close. Cause I felt like we were close. We just weren't like, we didn't hang out all the time. So I detached from Ozark, yes. which was only a 30-minute drive from where I was going to college. But I, I detached. And it was it was a, a complete family thing, yeah. not a you thing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I knew that. Like I remember being I loaded up my Geo Metro and I said Oh my god, that car. Bye guys. I uh, well actually before loading up, I was like, hey guys. I got approved for working half the summer on campus. That'll pay for half my room and board. So I'm going to go on this date. And they were like, cool. Bye. I didn't get anyone that wrote, like drove with me to college or anything. I just loaded up the geo. I understand now that affects me negatively. But at the time I was like, this is life. So I loaded up my geo Metro. It felt like summer camp. I drove down to College of the Ozarks. I moved into my dorm, which is a very small dorm. And I started working the 5 a.m. to 1 p.m. shift at the 
restaurant. Yeah. And I would, that's how I learned how to fry eggs. Um, <laughs> you better fry me some eggs tomorrow. But I, I learned very quickly, this is not what I want to do for my four years in college because it's a work-study college where you work. So I was like talking around the college to other people that were doing the summer work study. And they were like, hey, yeah, there's a radio station. I was like, boom, I did an internship at KTTS. That is the biggest radio station in Springfield, Missouri. It's, it's an amazing radio station. Too. They have weather every freaking hour at the top of the hour, which I wish there was a radio station here that did that. I want to know the snippets. I want to know what's going on in the world. And they would have weather and they would have traffic. Every hour. It didn't matter. It was the trustworthy source. Like, KCTS yes. is the source that when there was a tornado, <laughs> you would take the radio down and you would turn it to KCTS yes. when you sat in the cellar. And I, I worked there as an intern. And then, uh, well, anyway, we'll get to after college. This is going to be more than an hour. Sorry. It's Monica. Um, <laughs> and I don't want it to end either. So I was like, I must find, you're making me like open up all these vaults in my brain. I know, brain. me too. <laughs> like there's all these boxes we have in our brain with memories yeah. and we are inspiring each other's. It's really interesting because I don't remember all the same things. In like life. you guys, you weren't there when I left for college. No. So what I remember is you went, I didn't remember that you went early, but now that you said that, that makes sense because you already felt like an adult. Yeah, I had to. When I was life. still, I you was still waiting. Fun. I well, I had, you know, I had some fun with some boys that summer. I I didn't bring in the boys and part. She did, not me. I didn't actually go to college until like a week before college started. Like I wasn't one of those people who went and visited. I went in and June. Did the whole thing, and you were already, so you already had your life. Like by the time I left, you already had your life. You were already established, and I was finishing up my summer, so we weren't connecting. Right. Yet. But I wasn't. I was living in a dorm, working in a restaurant. That's all I was doing. When I came and visited you once while you were still doing that before you were working the radio station. Did you stay in my small-ass dorm room? Yes. And you had a roommate that we didn't really like very much at some point. She wasn't there yet. Oh, she wasn't there yet. That's why. So you had a roommate that you knew you were going to have. So it wasn't that we didn't like her. It was just that... We didn't know her. We didn't know who she was. So I immediately started, one, campaigning for a different job on campus. Found out there was a radio station. I was like, here's my resume. What 18-year-old has a resume? Nobody. So I got hired. And two, I started campaigning for a bigger dorm room. I was like, hey, if anyone drops out or anyone doesn't come back, here's my name. Got it. I got space. And was that the one where you had two people in each room with the connecting bathroom? Yes. That was later? That was the big dorm room. That was the big one. And so what I remember most about being you being down at college... Um, that I'm willing to talk about <laughs> is because we, we had some fun in college, like everybody does. But what I remember most is don't incriminate me, man. No, no. no. I okay. remember when you were working at the radio station and I felt so special because Janet would let me in at the radio station and she'd be doing her thing and we'd talk while music was playing or something was going. And then she would do her thing. And it was sometimes the only time I could see her, right? Because we had tough schedules. Yeah. And then a couple of times, you had the internet at the radio station yeah. and you'd pull up the weather, you'd pull up news and Janet let me choose some of the <laughs> stories she got to read a couple of times. And I felt like I And you was know what was funny about stuff. that radio station? They didn't make us do news and weather, but that's what I knew. I knew KTTS. And I was like, there is no way I'm not going to talk. I don't have anything to say about smooth jazz. I will tell you about what's going on in entertainment news. I'll tell you what's going on in the world. I'll tell you what's going on in weather. I loved it. I love it. I love it so much. I didn't realize that that was before or after your KTDS internship. I thought it was the other it way around. Was. So that but really then, that. 
after college, I got hired at KTTS. Ah, uh, that's why. But the only reason I got hired at KTTS, because I was working as a waitress at a bar in Branson, Missouri after graduating. And their nighttime DJ, Trey Stone, was there because his friend worked there as a cook. And he was like, yeah, I work nights at KTTS. And I was like, I've sent tons of resumes and tapes there. Is there any way you have some pull? And he's like, yeah, I might. Do you have a tape? And I was like, yeah, right here. Because that's how Janet was. I kept it in my purse. And he took it and I got... um, Overnight weekends is fine. I did midnight to 6 a.m. I remember driving you to it once or picking you up or something. There was some reason. Or maybe we went maybe out. Maybe my car and was went, in the shop. Yeah, maybe we went to Because dinner. it was out on Grand. It was like. Yeah. Yeah. So here is just a lesson for anybody who is not yet 38, wondering how the world works. All your resumes, all the work you do it's on cover all letters. It's who the Freaking you no. Know. Yeah, it's it's meeting some random person at a bar and making them like you for a five minutes so they actually pay attention to that resume. Yeah. So he introduced me to Brad Hansen, the program manager, and Brad Hansen was like, yeah, you could do overnight weekends. I did 12 to 6 a.m. Friday and Saturday nights, and then I would do, I think it was 10 a.m. to midnight on Sunday nights. So there was a time where every freaking Saturday night or maybe Sunday night. I remember there was a tornado issue. And when you work at KTTS, you got to know the things. So I would like pull up the radar and like pop it to the newsroom. The news director would come in. No one would come in on my side of the broom. And I was like having to like that siren that KTTS had. I can't even duplicate it, but I felt so powerful. But then I felt like, wait, what happens if the tornado hits here? We're like on ground level. Like we're not going to the basement or anything. And it was so great. Anyway, we are diverting. Uh, So I just had to point one thing out that really came from that, that I didn't realize till now. Pooh Bear came out. No. Did you see her? That was Pooh Bear. Oh, oh, the cat's out. She was. <laughs> anyway, I, ever I, since thought, we got you, I thought you misheard what I said. And no. thought I said Pooh Bear. And no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so when we go do things and Janet's afraid of the weather, she still checks the radar. Like the moving <laughs> radar. I don't know anybody else who does this. The only time I do that is when I'm trying to figure out how to get to Tahoe. <laughs> And I have to make sure that I'm not going to have a road closed. But I am a radar girl. She has the radar. <laughs> I know how to read it. And she points it out to me and reads it to me. And she's like, this, I don't, <laughs> we don't need to worry about this. Like at Miranda, we were worried. She's like, I don't think we, she's like, I think we were clear. And she showed me the radar. I'm like, I <laughs> no, didn't realize till right now that that is a holdover from your KTTS days. <laughs> One of my fondest memories, probably the summer between my sophomore and junior year. It definitely was because it was in between certain boyfriends um, you invited me to your college. Yeah, it had to be spring or fall. It was one of the. Semesters. It was spring. It was warm because mm-hmm. I I wasn't wearing many clothing. So at Wash items. U back in the day, and I know they've done away with this mostly, but what they used to do they've done away with it. Well, so they still have. So there's an event called Wild, and they had Spring Wild and Fall Wild, and I don't know what it actually stood for, but we had uh, many nicknames for it. It was called Walk In Lay Down mm-hmm. or Walk In Leave Drunk, and. What it was, was they would have big bands, like like important bands. Like, um, uh, they might be Giants played, Outcasts played before they were something huge. Like, we had, we had pretty good bands would come and play. 
And um, all the fraternities would sponsor a couch and a keg. Okay. So every fraternity had a couch and a keg. I don't know if by the time you came, that part was done away with, but by my senior year, for sure, maybe even my junior, you could only bring in one, like, six-pack of beer. Okay. And so it just, and there were no couches allowed anymore, so they were starting to control I do remember couches. Better. Okay, so it was earlier, so it's it probably my, it was probably the end of our sophomore year, or very beginning of our junior year or something. And you invited me up. I had recently gone through a breakup. I, I broke up with my ex in April, and so this was probably May, May. or June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were like, come on up. There's a live concert. It was um, this band called Crazy Town. And it was another band called, do you remember? I have no idea. But at that time, this song was fantastically famous. And Janet loved it. I did. Come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. And the crazy thing was, is we were there, and I was not of age. <laughs> I'm um, but none of us were. Let's just let's just point out that I wasn't either. I'm just I'm always used sure. to being the young one during yeah, that time. But we, none of us were of age. And we had Coca-Cola cans that we would walk around to kegs, and they would fill yeah. up with beer. Yeah. Is it? Are you yeah. nervous to be talking about no, this? No, no, okay. no, not at all. Because this is just the way it was, and. And then all of a sudden there was this guy with like spiky hair and tattoos that came walking around and come to find out it was the lead singer of Crazy Town. Had they already performed at that point? No. no. So you met him before. Yeah. I do remember. Yeah. And I was like, hey. And I was a little tipsy on beer. Yeah. And we're young, so we get tipsy easily. And met him. And then they played. And then we somehow got invited to an after party. Yeah, so basically, we kind of hung out. And it was so cool. It was like rock star experience. Yeah, we were like hanging out in the tour bus. It was so much fun. There were a whole lot of people who came back. Like, it was just And really so, cool. like, that was like, wow, this is like living the life. And I remember that was the trip where your friend Amy and I got in a fight over a towel because <laughs> I used her towel. We all, we all, uh, it was Kate's towel. Was oh, Kate's towel. towel. Did Amy get mad at me over the no, towel? No, um, you and Amy just never connected. <laughs> um, but it was Kate's towel. So, you know, we had, we had those dorms where you have two people in each bedroom, but then they're in a, like a, basically a condo together yes. and you're just kind of thrown together. You don't really have, know how to live with other mm-hmm. people. And we, before you got there, had an ongoing dispute about thermostat control. Oh, okay. And so then this other person who's this friend comes in and she uses a towel that she shouldn't have used. That was me. Um, and so people got upset but it was just people it's just stuff that happens when you're 19 or 20 and you have your space right like, these are all normal things like you talk to people about it like there wasn't anything i remember eating at steak and shake oh yeah so in st louis we steak and shake was the place we went to after hours which also was also the place in springfield we went to after hours yes. so it felt very reminiscent yes so that was a fun memory of our friendship yeah that was that was really cool and i always thought of janet Especially after that and after her kind of experience with being an employee at KTTS afterwards, she was always the person who could get us into things. Like, And I could, I would, if you ask me, I can't. It just, I can't. And my friends, like, are like, you always get into things. It's not intentional most of the time. It just happens. Like, we just went to Miranda Lambert, and I, I am a member of Miranda Lambert's fan club and signed up for a possible meet and greet and happened to get it. 
And people are like, you always get those things. And I'm like, no, I don't. Do you know how many Miranda concerts I go to? And this one, I got to meet and greet. Yeah. When I tried to follow Janice Lead a couple of times, I remember in college, I was obsessed with this band called Or of a Revolution. They had a really famous song about a gambler something i can't remember but <laughs> i rogers. actually loved not kenny rogers and i really <laughs> loved all their music and i was i had such a big crush on their saxophone player they mm-hmm. were a band a modern like contemporary band with a saxophone player and he was so cute and because i took my like i was like well i know that if i meet the people that they'll want to take me back into their tour bus and we'll hang out or we'll go drink somewhere and we'll party not always yeah so i learned that so i, I hang out <laughs> after and I make all my friends hang out after so that we can talk to the saxophone player. And he, they are not having it. Like, they're not interested in these college, these younger college girls. Like, they may have some, like, people back home. Right. That they're committed to. And that's cool. Right. And yeah. I didn't even know what I would want it to do. Like, I just wanted to hang out with them. They were cool. Um, yeah. So I always, I always took that guidance and thought, oh, I can do something cool with this. But Janet has always been the person that I feel like. It's the cool stuff. Things happen. (laughs) Like, it was so weird. We were in Nashville, my husband and I, with some of my friends, and we had seats that were way up. And, like, all of a sudden, these people come up to us, and they were like, hey, is it just you two? And, yeah, because we didn't buy tickets with our friends. Our friends were there in the arena, but not with us. And they were like, well, our in-laws are way down there in front. Would you mind switching with them? Oh, my God. And I was like... Yep, that's fine. And yeah. my friend Amanda at the time was like, of course it does. Yes, it does. It, it always happens, happens to, to her. You. Okay, but to be fair, to be fair, and I don't want to talk I, deeply on It's not like this. I seek. Yeah, I, I just, I don't want to talk deeply on this, but like neither of us had the easiest of lives right. getting to this point. Like maybe this is karma. Yeah, it's okay if Janet gets bumped up to first row or gets a meet and greet and yeah. gets more of well, that. that happened to me people. once at a Chris Young, Chris Young concert. I tweeted like in this contest and all of a sudden, I was front row by myself because I was there with some friends that had, like, fourth row. And my tickets were way back. And I had tweeted something uh, in this competition. And they're like, you've been selected for front row. I well, was awesome. Myself. That's good news for me because I'm going to the Chris con- Chris Young concert by myself. Just look. Yeah. It's usually <laughs> the uh, it's usually the arena like that has that, not the Chris Young people. All right. Well, I might tweet this story and, and always, see what happens. This is my tip to everyone. Once you buy a concert ticket... Join the fan club and see if they have meet and greet opportunities. I mean, if, that's how I met Jason. If you Aldean. care about meeting the people, like there are some people that I just want to go hang out. And I don't really need to. You don't want to meet them. Well, I mean, you don't want to have the picture to prove that it happened. The picture doesn't matter to me. There are people that are heroes to me that I really want to meet. Um, yeah, like meeting Miranda Lambert at a meet and greet is not meeting Miranda Lambert. Right. I almost tripped. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so college was fine, but we weren't we weren't super close. We had a few experiences. We weren't super close. And then after college, we kind of went happens. separate ways. We, we. Yeah, I I had a boy that made me move out to Colorado, which I'm very thankful for, and a sick grandma back in Missouri. And then you, I moved out to San Francisco, and I failed, and I tucked my tail between my legs, and came back home. My mom had just gotten through breast cancer, so I spent that time with her, and I worked in. Um, in Springfield for a year before I went back yeah. to San Francisco. And then when I was in San Francisco, you were in Denver. We were kind of both discovering our own things. Life. Yeah. And we, we've like done a couple of Did you ever see my there. house that I owned with no. the ex? Yeah. No. It was such I mean, a pictures. Brief I saw pictures. Yeah. A brief period of time. He didn't like me very much. No. And you didn't like him very much. I did not like him very much. <laughs> uh, 
Red flags. I didn't like many of Janet's. I had bad, bad taste in men. Um, Not sure mine was better, but you just didn't meet them. Yeah. (laughs) Truth. Truth. After Manuel. Anyway. (laughs) No no need to go into that story. Well, here's what we can say. I dated an obese Hispanic Elvis impersonator. When you were? When I was 17. And she, he was? My first. But how old was he? I was 24. I like how I went into the. Yeah. Sexy 10. <laughs> so we like to make fun of me for that. So when did we reconnect? I mean, I think we always kind of connected you a little bit. You came out to Colorado once after I started dating Steve and living with Steve. I flew out and I don't remember why I flew out. Honestly. It wasn't for me. It was for, I think it was for Jen. No, she wasn't here yet. Oh, she was here. Yeah, there was definitely some time. So again. I saw Jen, I saw you, and I saw my friend Alan. Yeah. Um, and I had so and I had we went to the Grizzly Rose. Yeah, I don't know. I think I just decided I wanted to visit Denver, and I made yeah. it happen. I don't think there was another reason. Okay. I think I just wanted to. Make I remember it you staying with us for a day or two, mm-hmm. and we went to the Grizzly Rose, which was and awesome. Steve doesn't I met drink, Steve. so he did the sober driving thing, mm-hmm. which was great. We're gonna have to Uber tomorrow. <laughs> we'll split that cost because yeah. it's really expensive. Totally fine with that. Um, and then I think yeah. So I think after Marco that, we, Polo, man. Well, no. Here's what I will tell you, and Janet won't. She might not realize this, but here's what I will tell. I will say. Um, I. So we connected a couple times. Like there were a couple times we were both at home. Like I remember one time we were in your living room and Jessica came to visit. So I remember there were a couple times we were both just in Missouri um, at the same time, but not very often. Um, And that may have been earlier. That may have been right after college. But, and then there were a few times when there, I came out and then we just talked once in a while. We just emailed once in a while and talked. And then my mom got really sick. And when my mom passed, it was after you'd been out to Missouri. I'd been so I'd been going in and out to Missouri for six months. But no, you after you'd been out to Colorado. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I had been to Colorado before that. So that, I think that you're right. That's the first time. Um, and it was really fun. I got to meet Janet. I mean, I got to meet Steve. I got to see her new life. And it felt like you approved. That was the first time you approved of a guy. I see. I see. I saw how happy you were. And you approve. Let's, let's be clear. The reason I, and I don't, I don't like that word that hesitate because I don't like that word. But approve. that's how I felt. But the reason I didn't like the other guys was because I actually thought they were awful to they Janet. Were, they were probably oppressive. And there was actually a point in college where she was with somebody that I told her, I cannot be your friend right now because you are dating somebody and putting yourself into situations that hurt my friend Janet. And so I can't be part of this. And she ended, it was very, ended very shortly after that. But when I, when she says approve, I understand why that feels that way. But to me, it was about, which is probably what I was seeking. I, it was probably subconscious, but I was seeking. And this guy made her happy. Like I came out and like, like he and I are never going to be like super best friends. They don't have the same political views, but (laughs) I love him. I adore Steve. Like he is so caring and to be fair we could get into fights if we wanted but we never have we're so because you guys are intelligent yeah but we're so respectful of each other and i just think he's i think he's great and what i saw that first trip and i was a little questioning like oh, somebody's bet. with somebody who you know is a little bit older there's a situation you, yeah. and i also i 
hadn't yet had my experiences with somebody who didn't drink. And so for me, I'm like, why would you be with somebody who didn't drink? I didn't, I didn't understand all of that. Um, but I came out here and I saw how happy they were and I saw how happy Janet was and how she was really finding her own place in life where she didn't have to do what What somebody else wanted her to do. Yes. And that, that made me feel more connected to you. I think It, it definitely did. I felt like Here's we just person. need to find you that guy. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll see. Well, you know, we have some stories from this weekend. Right. Um, but so then what happened, and I, I really need to this is really important to me because when my mom died, it was really hard. It's really hard to get back to Springfield. And two big things happened. One, none of my friends were young, you know, none of my friends have gone through that. So I don't think they understood how much it means to be at a funeral. And to be there, and I don't think, I had been going back and forth for six months, and they'd been dealing with that. And I had just kind of disappeared from everybody's life, because I'd been basically living in Missouri for six months. And I just don't think people, I don't think it's possible to understand how much it means to have somebody by your side when you deal with that. I never asked Janet to come. She never told me she was coming. She just showed up. She was just there. And I remember when I got the call that you called me and let me know that your mother had passed. I was in L.A. with Steve and I was like, I I hung up the phone. I was like, Steve, I have to go to Missouri. One first step, call boss. Boss, this is what happened. Cool boss at the time. He's like, well, Janet, handle what you need to handle. Life is more important than work. And bless his heart. His name is Chris Delisa amazing boss. Um, and so I immediately booked my flight to Missouri and I, I didn't tell you cause I knew you were dealing with things. Yeah, she like, didn't tell me. There's no reason to go over this with Monica because she's got stuff. I am just going to show up. Hey dad, I'm coming in town. Don't, don't alert the press because it's only going to be for this reason. Not for you, not for mom. I'm only here for this reason. And for once in his life, he he didn't tell the world that I was coming to town, and I was like, "I'm just you're going to be a landing pad. I'll be staying with you, but other than that, I'm here for Monica." And he was like, "I totally get it, okay." And so I got got on the plane, went and went to support Monica. And she, and she texts me like before she gets on the plane, she's like, "Hey, this is the day I'll be there," and I'm like, "What?" I d-. and part of me was like, "She's going to be like." No, I really don't need you here. Like, I'm going to be busy. But you got to go with your gut sometimes. And, and she was okay gut, with whatever that was. Yeah, because I had my dad. My dad was going to be... If if I just needed to show up for the for the funeral, that's what I would do. And I, I got to tell you guys, I'm getting teary-eyed right now because it, it meant so much to me. To me, it was like, she didn't force herself on me. She wasn't like, hey, I'm here. I need to take care of things. She was just like, whatever you need whatever you need, Monica. And that, that will forever be the moment for me. I mean, I knew, I already knew, but that was the moment where I thought it doesn't matter how many years we've spent living in different places. It doesn't matter how much we talk. This woman loves me and she knows me in a way that nobody else will. Like, like, I know this is going to sound really weird, but when I meet my husband, he will not know my mom. He will not know me taking care of my mom. He will not know my dad. He won't know where I came from. And I can tell those things. I can convey those things 
But Janet is the person in my life who lived that. And I did that for her. Um, and so it's just one of those things where we find that we have that. And, and so after that, I was on like, whatever team Janet, I am, I am all in. I mean, I always was, but it made me realize more important things than, okay, we don't do the same things. We don't talk about the same things. We don't we see don't. each other all the time. We don't. But then I don't know why you decided to come see me for Thanksgiving. Was it after, had I come out already for my road trip? Was Thanksgiving after that? Cause I did my road trip in early 2018 and you came to Thanksgiving that year. So I did a road trip. You had been to my house. You had connected with oh, my husband. Oh, you no, had no. approved. I mean, after the mom thing, though. So okay. after you decided to come home, we didn't we didn't hang out that much. We didn't have any time no. together, but we talked a little bit. But then, and we'd always say, "Hey, when you're going to be in Vegas? When you're going to be here for something? Like, tell me." We were on the phone or something. I so I did a road trip. I yeah. did the road trip back to see mom's grave because I hadn't seen it yet. That's right. Because when mom was, when mom was buried, it was a blizzard, yes. and so it couldn't be buried. And so I finally got the tombstone, and it was also in conjunction with my 15-year college reunion. That's right. And so on the way, I stayed with you. Mm-hmm. And we had so much fun, and we connected so well that I decided to come back the same way. Yes. go to that concert with you. Yes. And then we had so much fun again that sometime during that summer, you were just like, I'm going to come see you over Thanksgiving. Yeah. When I realized my husband wasn't going to be home for the first Thanksgiving since we had been together, I was like, hey, I had, I had like airline miles Mm, I could reassign. And I was like, I want to use these to go see Monica. When should I go see Monica? Oh, husband, you're out for Thanksgiving. Not a huge day for me. Not a big Thanksgiving guy, but I'm going to go see Monica for Thanksgiving because it's an easy weekend to have off because I already get Thursday, Friday off for work free. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and she hadn't been to San Francisco yet. So, no. and I don't, obviously I don't really do Thanksgiving because yeah. I don't have the family. So, and I don't really either. So Thanksgiving is not a big, not a big thing. For it, me. it is. It is a big deal to me. For me, it's a huge deal, but um, so I usually celebrate it with friends, but it's not usually on the day of. Yeah. So this was really exciting to me. And then we found Marco Polo before it. So before, right before she got it. out there. You were like, hey, here's this app. Let's use this to get ready for. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is a cool app. Because I spend a lot of time alone. It's not that I want to spend more time with people. But it is nice to check in with people. And when you <laughs> want to, right? Like, I have so many people I love that I would like to talk to. But there are kids or there are schedules. And I've had people mm-hmm. tell me look, I don't want to schedule a date with you to talk on the phone. And I'm like, well, then we might not talk on the phone because we're three hours apart. But Marco Polo is so awesome. You can just Because you were, I remember you, you had mentioned that before, like we should schedule like every Sunday or. or, Like a phone date. And I'm not good at that. It's so hard to, and even though I want to. Because my, my day job requires me to schedule calls that in my, out of, it's, I struggle so much to call Mm -hmm. my dad every night after I leave work. No. And I look, I'm the same way. I'm constantly, my job is conference I'm on the phone. I'm on conference calls. I'm leaving meetings. I'm doing these things when I, and before even more so like now yeah. I'm a little more relaxed, but in my previous job, I, I mean, I was on call all the time. So when I get home, all I want to do is not, talk, not, not talk to anybody. As soon as I leave the office, I'm like brain off. Yes. Listen to crime podcasts. That's yes, thing. Or, uh, or watch bad TV or just hang out with the cats or go for a walk, but not be obligated. Right. So then fast forward 
to February of this year, I guess, Miranda Lambert was coming to Cheyenne. And so on Marco Polo, I was like, hey, Monica, guess what? And we have always shared a love for Miranda Lambert because she is a feisty son of a gun girl that will kick your butt and and win your heart at the same time. And I will say because her lyrics, especially if you look at some of her la- her last albums, like Weight of the World, Weight of the Weight of These Wings. Weight of These Wings. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Miranda. I'm so sorry. Um, the lyrics are just something. They mm-hmm. speak to us. And it's interesting because Janet and I both love her, but we love different songs more, except for Famous in a Small Town. I was trying to pull sorry, it up. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I was I trying. Bro- I, broke, I broke it, but like, it is us. It is so us. And every time I hear this, I think multiple times we have we text. We have been like, listen to Famous in a Small Town. So this is so Ozark. It is so Ozark. It is so us, too. It is. Because we weren't popular. No. But when we go back, people know us. I don't think they know me. But they know, they know Monica Nassar. Your church people know you. Yeah. Like, people know who you are. They want to know what's going on. Yeah. I love this song. Let's, let's take a moment of Famous in a Small Town Silence. Yeah, there we go. That wasn't very good DJ move of you. We gotta get to the chorus. We're coming. I really like the first bucket of season one. I know, right? We are both raising our hands. <laughs> but anyway, so back in February, tickets went on sale. She was going to be in Shine Frontier Days. And I looked on my calendar. My husband was going to be out of town. So I was like, yeah, I'm going. Because I'm not going to buy him a ticket ever again. Because I he doesn't have the appreciation that you and I have. But he's not going to buy his own ticket. <laughs> because he's safe. There may have been a little sass in that move right there. <laughs> there was a little neck wiggle. Um, and I have bought him a couple Miranda Lambert tickets that were at least $70 or more. For, like, to look at him and not see the appreciation that Monica sees. Like, I, I see the appreciation in your face when you watch Miranda Lambert live. That's what I pay for. And when she doesn't see it, she gives me side eye. Maybe. <laughs> I'm like, stop talking to the guy in front of you. He's not your, like, goal right now. <laughs> for the record, I sent that guy away. Yeah, you did. You did. So we, um, I was like, hey, I, I, I did not do this out of any intention. I was like, hey, guess what? Miranda's going to be in Shine Frontier Days. I'm so excited about my ticket. Then I get the message back. Oh, really? She is. Let me look. I'm coming. And I was like, oh, shit. Plans with people. I don't do well with plans with people because people <laughs> break, break your heart. <laughs> they do. They break your heart. And I don't have a, like, there's financial things. Because Steve and I are financially independent of each other. On purpose. And you're like, I'm coming to, uh, I'm going to get a ticket. Got my ticket. And I was like, yeah, are? cool. And, oh, I booked us a hotel room. Dog friendly. Cool. Okay, I'll book us a rodeo. I'll book us a concert in Denver. And it, like, all, like, comfortably fell into place. Like, it wasn't, like, overwhelming. At yeah. first, it was like, you're what? Oh. And then it all just, like, slowly fell into place. So we got, we, you got a plane ticket. Yeah. I picked you up from the airport. We drove to Cheyenne. We had a Miranda Lambert concert. Well, so, so some background before we get okay. here. Is, on your side, maybe? Yeah. So on the, 
So in 2018, when I do you like this wine? It's it's nice. It's a little sweeter than what I drink in California. Welcome. If you listen to the (laughs) podcast, the Two Girls in a Bottle Wine podcast, I'm the sweet wine girl. Yeah, yeah. And this is the one I purchased. (laughs) And the other girls like the dry stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. Maybe we'll hang out. (laughs) Amber, Um, Ashley, she's calling. Shout out to Amber and Ashley. Um. So, so no. So in 2018. So what you should know about me is. You know, I grew up on a on a, on like a half acre in Ozark. The way that that was a half acre. It's about a half acre, third of an acre. I don't know. You had bunnies. I don't think. Uh, yeah, we had bunnies. We had chickens at some point. But my sister had a farm, and I don't know how big her acreage was, but it was St. James, pretty big in St. James, Missouri. And that's where they so have a winery. I felt like I grew up. Yeah, they actually have the most famous wine in Missouri. Yeah. Um, my sister really loves their mango wine. By the way, for those who are listening and want to try it, I think you. Um, I don't know. So funny enough. My boss at my first recruiting job loved St. James wine. And I was like, you do? My friend is from there. Yeah, it's not It's not my favorite wine, but I enjoy it. You know what I like that wine for is, and what I would really love this wine for, um, it, actually, I'm enjoying this wine here also, but the St. James wine in particular, it's made out of grapes that taste a little more like, Janet's very upset with what I'm saying right now. I no, can tell. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was hearing the nails on the glass thinking. Sorry. Uh, But so they're made with grapes. And I don't remember the name of the grape, but it tastes like Conquer grapes. Like it tastes like Conquer grape juice. So it's actually quite lovely. It's wonderful. If you're not looking for um, like a California dry wine. And Which so, is not what you should look for when you hang out with Janet. I, I got obviously. it. Obviously. Got it. Remember the ports? Um, I was like, oh, oh gosh. I love the port oh wine. Oh my gosh. Janet, I, I found wine she liked. Port. Port. <laughs> I had to also tell her, hey, this is a little bit more alcoholic than your wine. Um, I didn't realize that. Of course, well, I like the more alcoholic yeah. wine. <laughs> um, but so what I like of St. James wines is when you pour it over a glass of ice. Yeah. And you drink it like juice and yeah. summer. Do you need ice in your wine? No, this one is good enough okay. that I don't need to do that. What are we drinking? We are drinking the Ballastery Late Harvest American Zinfandel. So late so harvest is- automatically means it's sweet. See, I don't know these because things. you take the grape off that you take the grape off the vine later, so it has more time oh. to get the sugars in. So when we arrived at the winery for our two girls in a bottle of wine photo shoot, this is the wine they gave us, and I was like, "Oh, this is great!" When first when they poured it, I was like, "It's red." Deep breaths. <laughs> Deep breaths. It tastes a little like port, though. And then I took a sip, and I was like, "Bam, we're fine." And the other girls were like. Huh. Fudge. It's got a. It's got a little bit. If you take out, so so port is just fortified wine. So it's fortified with brandy or other alcohols, right? So yeah. I think it's brandy. I learned that um, in California. You did with you. So this has a has the same flavor as like a tawny port. Yeah, it does have a the, porty without taste. the depth of that. Yeah. So it's it's more of the wine depth, but with the more flavor of the tawny port. Um, so you were coming to yeah, Miranda. So, well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're um, fine. So. Also, I noticed that the further we go into talking about things and the more that I drink, the more the accent comes out, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So Monica's really good at hiding her accent. <laughs> I took dialect courses in college to not have it. Because I worked really me, hard because someone told me <laughs> that I showing say, your accent would show that you're not smart. Yeah. I was told you sound like an idiot. You're never going to get a job. Okay, guys. That is the end of Monica on Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. But some exciting news, we are creating our own podcast. It's just going to be like once a month, and it's going to be called Out of Ozark. 
and I will link the link to that down below where we will repost this podcast and future podcasts that will be separate from Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you guys have a great day.